On this week's Compete Everyday Podcast, I sit down with the former fittest man in the world to talk about priorities, consistency, leadership, and the AMRAP mentality. What's up, competitors? Welcome back to the Compete Everyday Podcast. My name's Jake Thompson. I'm excited you're here this week. Today is a special, special episode as we talk about important leadership skills, focus, consistency, the power of relationships with the world's former fittest man, former CrossFit Games champion, Jason Kalipa. If you don't know his name, if you haven't read his book, AMRAP Mentality, you are in for a treat today. We talk about a number of things, including building a growth mindset, how we can have a growth mindset in the gym, in sports, in specific areas of our life, and still struggle with a fixed mindset in other areas. I share a little bit of my story with Jason, and he shares a little bit of his about how we talk about having that that competing mindset, the fixed in one area, the growth in the other, and how we can continue to grow and build this competitor mindset, this growth mindset, this amaranth mentality throughout all areas of our life. Before we dive into the show, I just want to take a second and say thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in each and every week. The Compete Everyday podcast continues to grow week over week as you all take the time to share these episodes on social media, share these episodes with friends, introduce more people to the Compete Everyday show. We're here on iTunes, Spotify, your favorite channel, and because of that, because you keep investing just a few seconds of time to share an episode with someone else, you help impact them. You get to be a leader to them, to influence them, to encourage them, to challenge them, to step up and compete. And that's what it's all about, helping others become great leaders, great competitors as well. And so thank you. It's because of you that this show continues to grow, that our brand continues to grow And we're able to impact more people, invest in their mindsets, invest in their leadership skills, and just help them win. Help you win. That's what I'm all about, is I want to see you excel in your career. I want to see you crush your training goals. I want to see you live with healthy, thriving relationships. And I want to see you have the mindset of a competitor, that you win your life. You get to the end of it. And you know you gave everything you had in the pursuit of everything you wanted and everyone you love. That's what it means to show up and compete every day. So thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for continuing to spread the message on the brand. Man, that's all I had for today. I love you guys. I'm so proud of you. I'm cheering so hard for each and every single one of you. And I've got a few things coming in the next month that I hope continue to help you do just that. Show up, compete, and win. Now, let's welcome to the show, Jason Kalipa. Jason, welcome to the Compete Podcast. How are you, man? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is an exciting one for me, having gotten to watch your fitness athletic career. And then as I shared uh, off air, watching what you've done with NC Fit continuing to grow over the years is a lot of fun. Uh, so for those that may be the one in few listening to the show is like, who is Jason Kalipa? Give us a snapshot of what life looks like for you today from a business personal standpoint. Uh, and then I want to dive into a few things that I know you're passionate about as well. Um, yeah, I mean, so I founded a company uh, um, 
called NC Fit about 12 years ago. And we have three verticals in our business. We have open to the public gyms, which I'm in one right now. We have corporate wellness locations uh, with different partners. And then we have digital, which we have end user digital and then also business to business digital for gym owners. And so that's kind of like the make makings of our business. And we have some you know, new things in store there for sure. Um, and then on the family side, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm married. I have two kids. I um, got married pretty young, uh, met my wife when we were 14, 15 years old. Um, and uh, my daughter got sick a couple of years ago, um, kind of transformed the way I looked at a few different things. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm a fitness fanatic. So uh, between business, family and fitness, that basically builds up my day. I love it. Well, and those are three great pillars to have a life around. One of the things I'd love to kind of kick off with is, is you are one of the fittest men in the world. You're a former title champion of the fittest man in the world. And one of the things that we see a lot of athletes in general of transitioning out of being kind of that star, that athlete, where all of the work is about helping you achieve that to the position of being a coach and especially the owner of gyms and locations where the focus is how am I helping other people reach goals? For you personally, what was that transition piece like of I'm training to be my best, to get the podium, to be the athlete, to where, man, I've got to invest my energy and focus not into making me the best physically, but how can I pour into other people to make them achieve where they want to go? Well, I mean, early on in CrossFit, when I got introduced to it, there was never you know, a professional CrossFit Games athlete. Yeah. And so when I got in, um, even though I competed at the CrossFit Games and I had some good amounts of success there, I still wanted to build a business because that's what I want to do for a living. And so it, it all happened simultaneously for me, right? We built a business and competed. And it wasn't like I was competing and then had nothing to fall back on. Um, concurrently in my life, we were growing our business while competing. And so when I shifted gears and stopped competing, it was a really natural thing to start focusing a little bit more on the business um, and also obviously the family. So for me, I was lucky in that sense that um, as a professional CrossFit athlete, I always had something else because I started with something else and then got in as a professional athlete. I love that. Well, and, and that just reiterates the importance of not having your identity completely wrapped up in something like just CrossFit or just, you know, whatever your sport is, because there's so much more to us as individuals. Speaking of kind of the CrossFit gyms, one of the things I've heard you talk about and with other podcast shows in the past is the importance of, of touching your members. The, I think it's you want to touch a new member three times every visit uh, and some of the things when they come in the door. How are you guys able to do that with this digital, with these locations that are now spread all over the world? And especially while you're under quarantine, making sure that community aspect, that relational aspect, which is so important to you, continues on. Well, I mean, a lot of that responsibility falls on our coaches. And so from a big picture perspective before COVID, um, you know, our responsibility is to train our team accordingly to have them understand the level of care that we're trying to bring to the table. And, you know, when someone walks into the front desk, it's, hey, you know, engagement. When they walk into a class, it's engagement. It's, and then throughout the duration of the class, it's consistent engagement. Are they learning? Are they having fun? And are they getting a good workout? And it's your job as a coach to to not just, you know, check the box, but to actually enhance that experience. And so now that we're on digital, it's the exact same thing. It's just, you know, digitally. And so those are things like live classes, um, engagement in comments, things like that. But ultimately the onus has fallen back on our coaches. So we have locations in Japan, Malaysia, Philippines, all over the place. And in each one of those countries, in each one of those locations, 
the responsibility falls back on the coach to still keep that same engagement just now through a virtual level. And it's, and it's difficult. It is. But we're going to be back in the gyms again. And we'll be able to, um, you know, get back on track. Well, and all of that kind of falls back to you as, as one of the faces, if not the face of the brand. How have you developed the trust with your coaches and, and relationships to trust them to go do their job effectively? Because we all know trust is such a core component of any relationship, but especially in that business sense where you've got to give them the freedom to go run, but you've got to trust that they're going to do their job effectively. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, here's the thing. If you don't trust people, if you don't delegate, if you don't relinquish control, you can't continue to grow, right? You're always going to be limited by your, your bandwidth. So if I want to run this location by myself, cool. But if I want to run a second, a third, a fourth by myself, it's impossible. You need to relinquish control. You need to trust people. But what I found to be a critical component is setting expectations accordingly. And early in my career, I didn't do a good job of that. I would just assume everybody knew what I wanted, but I never clearly ex shared my expectation. So now something I spend a lot of time on is, hey, this is my expectation. How are we going to get there? And clearly defining roles, expectations, and what success really uh, uh, means to us. I love that. I love that. Well, and bandwidth, one of the magic words that I know a lot of our listeners wish they felt they had more of. They need more of. Everybody wants more bandwidth, more ability. That kind of ties into a lot of your philosophy around AMRAP mentality in the book. And I know originally you shared that you were wanting to write this book because of all the things you didn't see in personal development, leadership books, and airports. And then when your daughter got sick, it dramatically shifted your, your life, all the family's life, but really yours and how you used your bandwidth. Talk about the creation of how your book came to life and what an AMRAP mentality means for you personally, as well as what you hope to convey to others. Yeah, I mean, so we opened our first location in 2008. Over the next, you know, um, through 2016, right, I was competing professionally in the sport of CrossFit. I was traveling the whole world teaching seminars, doing competitions. And then we were opening up locations internationally. And so I was on an airplane probably at least, I mean, it's kind of crazy because, you know, COVID is, we're a couple months into COVID or whatever. And I have, haven't been on an airplane in what, a couple months. And <laughs> leading up until this, um, I had been on an airplane. I looked at it every week for the last three months before COVID hit. Now, before wow. that, I was on a plane, you know, every two weeks or whatever. Yeah. But to put that in perspective, I mean, I was constantly traveling, constantly doing things. And I would read these books in the airport and they just, they didn't align with what I saw, right? A lot of it was fluffy. And so I wanted to put like the anti-fluff book out, like the, just kind of get down and dirty and get to work. And then um, when my daughter got sick with leukemia in 2016, it really opened my eyes to the value of kind of putting in hard work, not just in your actual work, but also in your relationships and, you know, um, in your fitness. And so that's why I wrote about, I wrote the book, Amrap Mentality, um, as many reps as possible, primarily based on that premise that when we got hit with a really hard, you know, punch in the face, we were so grateful that we had this foundation of the Amrap Mentality to fall back on. Well, and one of the things along that AMRAP mentality is as many reps as possible is I've heard you talk about in college, like, and I'm guilty of this, like just trying to get by in a certain class. Like, let me just get the pass fail. Let me just get that moderate effort. Where in life, there's no such thing as a moderate effort if you want to achieve anything. And so this kind of takes that mentality to the extreme, which we obviously 100% buy into of showing up competing every day. Um, but has that always kind of been your philosophy of trying to push it from when you were riding BMX bikes to getting into CrossFit of 
maximum effort or did you start to see shifts throughout your life? And then obviously your whole family about uh, really kind of running with the AMRAP mentality together when this thing struck. I mean, look, it doesn't happen overnight, but what I learned, you know, just through my career is this concept that like every day to your point, you know, you're competing every day. You're, you just want to reach your potential and to reach your potential. Um, I found that what, what I was doing wrong was I was one foot in one foot out in too many different areas of my life. And I needed to just AMRAP each focus. Like I am with you, right? Like, like uh, just super focused, be focused on this podcast, this episode right here, right now. And then when we're done, I'll go work out when we're done, I'll go answer emails, whatever, but I'm not going to be on the phone with you. And then over here on my screen, answering emails, regardless of how rude that is, it's just what was happening to me for a lot of years was I'd be on conference calls with Asia and also trying to um, improve my fitness at the same time. And they're just counterintuitive because you'd be on a conference call, but you'd always debate with yourself afterward. Did I really do the best I could? And I was tired of that. And so I started approaching each area of my life as an AMRAP, super present, super focused, and then move on to the next thing. But as far as like when that really kicked in, you know, in college, I think high school in particular, actually, you can just get by, you know, there's, there's a system that's designed to actually get you by. Um, I'm actually looking at it right now with my kids because we're homeschooling, not homeschooling, but we're, we are homeschooling, but because they can't go to school, not because we're, and it's really interesting to me because there's a system in place that really pushes them along to the next grade. And, um, that's not the way it is in real world, right? There's no one pushing you. There's no one, you know, right behind your back. Um, you're responsible for your day. You're responsible for getting the most productivity. You're responsible ultimately for reaching your own potential. And um, I wasn't doing that. And so that's something that I really focused on in college and out of college. What early challenges did you have and face just to be present, be completely where your feet were locked in to, to go AMRAP in that moment? What were your initial distractions and challenges that, that you had to be very intentional on how you focused to overcome them? Well, I mean, obviously digital, right? I mean, you're looking at it here and you got this thing, you got even this thing, yep. right? And it, it's tough, right? And, and so you got to find ways to, to bridge that gap and you just can't be hard on yourself, you know? You got to just say, hey, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do this and nothing else matters and try and get in that mindset. And it's, it's tough. It takes a long time to develop. And frankly, I'm still developing it. But I think it's just, it's being aware of it is the first step. I think if you're aware of it, then you'll recognize when you're doing it. Well, and, and that's just consistently being intentional with those efforts over time. It's the same with fitness. We have to be consistent with our training, with how we're eating in order to achieve our goals. What are some of the things that, that you do personally? And then you encourage maybe your team or your, your clients to do to build in more consistency, to be more consistent in perhaps how we show up or, or how we live our lives? I mean, I would just say not to go too hard too fast. You know, if you're trying to compete every day, if you're trying to really change the way that you're approaching your day, it needs you to start off with something super, super basic. So if you want to incorporate AMRAP mentality, just, you know, try and just, you know, pick a few, maybe 10 minute blocks in your day to go for a walk and you're going to AMRAP that walk or pick 10 minutes to go answer emails uninterrupted, but start off really, really narrow and really, really simple and then build your way up. And I think where people make mistakes is they go too in too quick. And especially in fitness, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, January every year, right? Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, at this point, you know, we've seen thousands and thousands of people come through our doors. I can't tell you how many people come in and they say, Hey, I want to eat clean, lose weight. This this, is, I'm like, dude, I got you. And then I'm sitting there being like, Hey, I need you to slow down. I just want you to come in two days this week and commit to me two days 
and remove sugar from your diet, like a soda. And they're like, no, I want to come in five, seven days a week. And the problem is it takes time to develop these new habits. And if you start off too fast, you'll get burnt out. And so my recommendation for anybody is identify where they want to go, right? So if your goal is to, um, you know, uh, lose 100 pounds. Okay, cool. I got it. Well, just know that it took you all these years to gain that weight. It's not going to take you a month to lose it. And even if you did lose it in a month, which I'm not saying is safe, is that something that you now have built into your everyday regimen that you could sustain for the rest of your life? Because I want to be as fit as I can for as long as I can. Yeah, no, and, and I'm with you on that same note of dialing things back. I mean, Atomic Habits by James Clear, such a phenomenal book that, that breaks a lot of those pieces down as well. How do you find yourself from a focus standpoint, constantly pursuing big goals with your business, with your team, with your life? while still challenging yourself to not get too far ahead of yourself in those moments? Uh, I mean, I think it's who you surround yourself with. You know, we're really fortunate that we have a really great team here at NC Fit and uh, with my family. You know, I'm very reactive. I want to get things done tomorrow. I'm very entrepreneurial in my spirit. Like, nothing is ever good enough. We're always going to keep moving forward. And we, you need to have a good team around you to balance that because different people are going to come to the table with different strengths. And I think it's really... Um, the sign of a good leader is someone who can recognize those strengths and try and optimize them with different people and enhance them. Right. And for me, it's like, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. And what we need to be careful of is, is just, you know, we need to elevate other people and then have them hold me accountable to take time to establish goals to, you know, we're never going to get to where I want to get to as fast as we, as I want, but maybe by slowing down, it'll help us do it even better. And so that's some of the things that I've learned over the years. Well, and I love the fact that you just reiterated the importance of relationships and who you surround yourself with. What would you say are, are three to four characteristics that you look for in those people that you invest the most time with? What are the characteristics that you feel are, are healthy and, and you know create for a great relationship? Well, I mean, in our business, we're very service oriented. So obviously the level of care, how much they actually care about what they're doing, because for us, it's not about money. Meaning, you know, people don't get into the fitness space because they want to make a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah. Even in the fitness space, they want to change their lives. And so you got to see, are they really in tune with their, their, you know, is their North star really like do they actually care. Right. And, um, you know, obviously you want people who are, um, uh, have good morals and ethics and all that kind of stuff. And you could pick up on that pretty quickly, but ultimately, you know, you want someone who has a growth mindset, right? You want someone who is sitting there thinking to themselves, how do I enhance my life? like their life. And then by, by the same token, that will start to enhance the business. And, um, you know, I look for those type of things in people. Are they growth minded? Are they, are they satisfied with the status quo? Or are they, are they trying to innovate and reach their potential? I, I want to throw a curveball as that last question because you set it up so well with growth mindset. I think a lot of us sometimes have a growth mindset in, in terms of sports or physical fitness, but we miss it in life. We miss it from a leadership role or in our career. There's a disconnect for a lot of us. I know with me, I'm very growth minded in sports growing up, but in academics, I would avoid certain challenges. I, I would only want to take those easy classes so I could get the A. Was there an area of your life that you knew you had more of a fixed mindset and you were actively, as you've gotten older, work to overcome that? I mean, obviously, like with sports, I've always been kind of motivated to work hard and to win. And, and because it's so easy in sports to kind of see how your hard work directly correlates to results, whereas in school, it was tough to see that for me. And I had to be opened up to that. Um, I would say like in school, it was very difficult for me to see because 
especially in high school and stuff, we are all on the same journey. And then yeah. at one point that journey split off and the people who did work hard, they went to better colleges. The people that didn't work hard, they went to worse colleges. And then when you graduate from college in the workplace, you know what I always loved about sales, I used to sell gym memberships. I used to love it because you could be working 12 hours and I could be working three, but if I was really specific, really diligent, really focused, I could get a lot done and um, my commission check proved it. And so I think that, um, you know, an area that I didn't necessarily see direct value in was school, but looking back on it, that was an area I needed to improve on. I think that goes with family too, you know? Um, we talk a lot about sport and this growth mindset, talk a lot about business and growth mindset, but I think it also goes with family. You know, it's a consistently asking yourself, hey, am I doing a good job? Can I be improving here? How do I communicate better with my wife and my family? And I think that's something I constantly ask myself so that selfishly, honestly, it's a selfish thing. I don't wake up, you know, 10 years from now and wish that I had done something different with my kids. You know, if they turn out not the way I want, at least I could say to myself, I would have regular check-ins and I do the best I could. I love that. I love that. One of the best piece of advice I got was from uh, Dr. Dr. Kip Watson with Brain Code. And she laughed. She was like, most people don't think about those conversations right there with family. And she was like, even if it's on a Sunday night, 20 minutes, sit down. What do you have coming up this week, wife? How can I support you? How can I encourage you with it? And vice versa. He's like, it's getting you on the same page to grow together. It's investing in that relationship in a way that, like you said, we, we far often forget because we talk sports and business and then family kind of sometimes gets what's left over. Whereas I know with you, it's very intentional, the time with family and investing in your kids and, and their future. Jason, man, this has been a ton of fun. Where I know you've got a ton of content on YouTube, Instagram, everywhere, man. We're linking to your book, but where's the best place for people to follow you online right now? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, jasonkleepa.com has access to our dig digital platforms and different stuff. And then obviously Jason Kleep on Instagram, I'm also on Facebook page. I have a YouTube. Um, yeah, Instagram is probably the best. Uh, and then just the website. Awesome. And then the last question, will we ever see a return to the podcast, Amrat Mentality? That's a good question. Um, never say never, but my focus has really pivoted towards the business side of fitness. And the Amrat Mentality podcast is a lot of fun but it was distracting me from where I wanted to go with my family, my business and my fitness. And it was taking time away from the things that were really moving the needle for us. And um, I had to pivot one day. Will it come back? Maybe. Well, and, and the fact, the way you answered that is what I was expecting and why I wanted listeners to hear it because it's always okay to pivot and shift directions toward the things that are helping you get to where you ultimately want to be in life. Amrat Mentality, the podcast was great. There's a ton of incredible content, but if it wasn't ultimately serving of where you wanted to go, it's okay to let it have its season. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it's like Breaking Bad. It's going to end after five or six seasons. It doesn't have to keep going on in perpetuity. You can cut it. So I appreciate you sharing that and, and kind of reinforcing that reminder for our listeners today. Man, thanks for hanging out. This was a ton of fun. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with me or the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. To join our free Facebook community and get connected with other ambitious leaders working to win their work, their workouts, and their life, be sure to visit us at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. Until the next episode, keep competing every single day because your life is worth it.